Hi, my name is Sadeteji Adeomi. Thank you for joining us on Godly Council. If today is the first time of joining us on Godly Council, you can check our messages on Facebook, on Instagram, and majorly we are on Facebook right now, and you can check this podcast for the messages that we have been teaching. And then what we are, we are the people that actually connect the bridge the relationship gap between God and humans. So we don't do it by ourselves, we do it by the help of the Holy Spirit, helping us every day to meet up with the demands God has placed on us to teach the undiluted word of God. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, today we're going to be starting a new series called The Tripartite of Loving God. Tripartite of Loving God. So before we go as our usual uh, culture is, is to actually say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for having your way in us today. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to hear your word today. Lord, we pray that you help the hear to hear not at the digital they will miss voice, but to hear Jesus, to hear the Holy Spirit, to hear God. And Lord, we pray that the speaker is weak. Lord, have mercy on him. Let the grace be able to death forth for your word. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, and thank you, Jesus. And in Jesus' mighty name of prayer. Amen. So today we are going to be talking about the tripartite of loving God. So what are the tripartites of loving God that we need to actually look into today? So we're taking our scripture from Mark 12, 29 to 31, Long Living Translation. Jesus replied, The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only God. 13. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So I take it that you already know that from this we are going to be having a four-part series. <laughs> so, so uh, 31 said the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than this. So one of the things that, uh, that actually wants us, or want me, or want, that actually puts me on the spot to teach you and to take you through this is the place of letting people to know what God what Jesus was saying in Mark 12, 29, 31, and in every other scripture that said you should love your God, the God, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. So these words are not just a careful word or careless word that came out from Jesus Christ to us. So there's a thing that about loving God with your heart. So, because one of the things that is happening to us right now, especially in this kingdom, is that we are so used at the base level. And one thing I know God does from generation to generation, which I see it in the normal day avenue and the interaction with the younger generation, they seems to know some things better than us. They seems to know in depth. And that is it. So, we, as our job to always take every believer in depth in the word of God for them to be able to come to the full awareness and understanding of what God is trying to say. So what is God trying to tell us here that we should love God with all our heart? 
So let me quickly take you through First Kings 2 4 Amplified Bible so that the Lord may fulfill his promise concerning me, saying, If your son are careful regarding their way of life, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and mind, with all their soul, you shall not fail to have a man that is descended on the throne of Israel. So, the thing about we loving God with our heart is going to transcend to the next generation. It's going to transcend to our children. I know this is not part of the message, but I want to quickly tell someone today, especially for the people that are singles, you are not raising a family for a fuck it. You are not raising a family for a trend. You are not having a wife or husband because you want to make babies. There's far more purpose to it than that. Just look at the first king too. This is the Old Testament. So that the Lord may fulfill his promise concerning me. Saying, if your son, this is David talking. If your son are careful regarding their ways of life. To walk before me in truth. With all their heart and mind. With all their soul. You shall not fail to have a man descendant on the throne of Israel. Your children must take after God's way and path. It is our first assignment as husband, as a wife, as a father, as a mother. That our family, he said, I know Abraham is going to teach his children to walk after me. The one of the reasons why Abraham and Agai could not, because of course I, I don't get offended when I go into that scripture. When I found out where the Holy Spirit, uh, when Agai was, God, uh, uh, Abraham went to pray to Agai and that God told him to listen to his wife Sarah. Of course, there are lots of um, revelation around that. But the one I want to help you with tonight is that God will not raise uh, descendants of Abraham through the Ishmaelite tribe. And that's where our guy came from. Because he knew from the beginning what the Ishmaelites is going to become. And he knew what it can do through the children of Israelites. And that is the purpose and the agenda of God. Because he wants to keep his DNA. It's not, it is not expecting to keep a property. That's why it will not, you will not hear that the descendants of Ishmaelites are poor. Because they came from a lineage of a faith base. And they came from a lineage of of, of of rich and the wealth based uh, um, covenant. That's why it's easier for someone and the other religion to be able to kill themselves because of the faith, the strong faith. Because this is the lineage they came from. There's a DNA they are sharing, but yet God still will not go through that because He wants a part, a people, a tribe, children that's going to take after His own heart. His own heart. So, you are God as a father, as a mother. One of the first things you should know as you're settling down in that marriage is Am I doing my bidding or am I doing God's bidding? It is beyond. See, what anything the life promises you 
I don't know why I'm saying I'm, I know I'm digressing from the teaching today but I'm going I, like I said it's going to be four parts and it will be four parts any time you begin to gain the things that the world says they are the most fulfilling things in the world trust me you will find that at the later at the later not the end at the later on you will see that these things are not what the you want it to be it's not giving you the fulfillment that you are expecting so that's why i'm starting with a family that you're raising the children you're having a wife or husband instead of crying because you want and because you just want to have a wedding so that people can know that you've settled down is beyond that and of course but as god Help me and as God laid it in my heart, I'll continue helping the king body of Christ, the kingdom, to be able to understand the in-depth of what the enemy is doing and what is planning and what is robbing us of. And even is beyond me, but I lean on the wisdom of God to get to know this on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Loving God must flow in the dimension in this dimension sorry Jesus Christ did not just speak a word coincidence he did not spill it accidentally like I said it is a process so with all your heart all your soul all your mind and all your strength is a process it is from inside out that means that you can't love God from the outside out that means everyone that is saying they are in love with God because of the things they want to love God from the outside in cannot work. It is from the inside out. That's why when it comes to God, the first work it does within you is to make you in His image from the inside out. And you cannot do this until you first of all submit your heart to Him. That's the first process with all your heart the world are process if you don't fulfill one or fulfill the first one you will find it difficult to work in the later virtues you want to love God with all your soul it's not possible you need to submit your heart you need to love God with all your heart you need to be ready to go to let everything down with all your heart if you are unable to meet that it will be difficult for you to meet everything that comes after. So that's why you can love God with all your strength when your heart is not there. You have worked and labor at a company and at the end of the day they pay you wages and what what we call any salaries, whatever it's been called in your country or region, after you've gotten it and then there is now a place to give 10%. That is the titan giving part of it to commit to God, to honor God like you, that you would want. That is your area of strength. But yet, your heart is not there. It won't go well. Or maybe the Holy Spirit spoke to you that He wants you to give half of it. Of course, I'm not asking anybody for money, but I'm telling you this faith work. These things are going to come after us. To give half of it, to be able to deposit. And you're saying, oh, the devil get behind me. So, your heart is the first thing. Or your body is reacting to a lady and you can you don't even know what to do but is reacting and yet you feel like is a lady 
of God because your body is reacting, but your heart is saying no because it has not been submitted to God. You need to submit your heart to God is the first thing. You cannot love with your mind. You can only love with your heart. Because when you give your heart wholly, even though the mistakes the person do, you see it as right. Your mind calculates, your mind will reason. Your mind is saying, oh, don't go, don't go, no, this like this. But your heart, it falls. Your, your heart is just there. You've given it all, you've replaced it with everything that's the center. And when this person even don't do something that is wrong, you say it is normal because your heart is in it. Anyway, if your heart is not in God, trust me, you cannot fall in love with God. Your heart must fall in love with God. Let me let me give, let me give us a scripture that narrates this. First Samuel fifteen twenty two New Living Translation. But Samuel replied, "What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifice, or your obedience to His voice?" Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fat of wrath. This is Saul went for a battle, and then the old, before he left, God told him that you need to kill, kill everyone, everything you need to clear it. But Saul decided to save some things for himself. And now decided that he's going to give it to God. As if God is going to come down and sit down with this bullocks, with this ram, with this goat, with this sheep, and tear it in a barbecue style with onions garnished with some um, red, red pepper or with some, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, give me the name. I'm, I'm a lot of food, I'm a food person, I like food, but I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't need really to know the names, but garnished with it and then it sits down with a cup of coffee or a cup of Coca-Cola or Sprite or Pepsi or whatever it is and they decide to down it with the water and decide to down it and they say, wow, so thank you so much, but that's not God it's a spirit the Kalosh Shanta is a spirit it's not a man, it's not a flesh so that means that we are not saying it the right way. The way salt was not getting it right. It's not what you bring. It's the first thing is your heart. The, the psalmist said in Psalm 51, he said, if I bring ram, the Lord will not receive it. If I bring bullock, the Lord receive, it will not receive it. But what God is looking for first is a contrite heart. A contrite heart. It is the heart business first before any other thing and that's why we're so misplaced priority and that's why even our pupils misplaced priority you cannot win God with the money you give a church you can't win his presence with the allocation you allocated to the church no the church is a building and an institution that is meant to make the kingdom to spread on earth and allow the believers to grow and become what God has called them to be. And if you are giving into that, doesn't mean you're giving into God. 
you are doing God's work. And God will not call you into his work. God will call you for into himself. He said, because you've not he said, I have found you. You did not find me. He will not call you into his work first. He will call you into himself. Even Jesus, the one that knows the Father, the one that did not lose the conscience, uh, the, the sense of the uh, uh, um, 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 spiritual world and the physical world, got himself to a point. He had to stay for 30 something years to be called, for 30 years to be called, before he started manifesting in the work of God. First of all, he needed. To be with God and in God. With all your heart, a hollow muscular organ. I'm trying to define the heart for us. A hollow muscular organ that pumps blood through the circulatory system by rhythmic contraction and dilation. In vertebrates. There may be up to four chambers, as in humans, with two atria and two ventricles. <laughs> the scientific terms, I know it's going to be sounding for some people that are not science, like uh, what are you saying, I want to know about the heart you're reading me, about the muscular you're reading to me, about the contraction, the dilation, the vertebrates, no, 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 no. What are you talking about the heart? So this is it. The, the science try to give the full definition of what the heart is doing, even how the heart is at the center of everything. And that's why I got another definition for us that is the central or innermost part of something. The central or innermost part of something. So we cannot become who God called us to be without submitting our heart to Him. You need it because that's the first place. You need to be in Him. So I'm going to quickly give us the first four things or four, four phrases that will allow us to submit our heart to Him. To him. That will allow us to love God with all our hearts first. The four. The first one is submission. Matthew 27, 15, Amplified Version. Jesus cried out again with a loud, agonized voice, gave up in spirit, voluntarily, sovereignly, dismissing, releasing the spirit from his body in submission to the Father's plan. You need to submit to God. Submission is one of the key, first key thing you need to do as a believer. If you are not ready to submit, you can't go far in this kingdom. And I mean you can go far. What I mean you can go far is not the wealth, it's not the riches, no, no, no. See, can, 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 I, can, I, can I tell you, hold on a bit in that place. Yes, the, the person that is talking to you, yes, sees the very importance of money. Sees what I can do with money. I know about all many hundred things and the kind of cash that I will have or, or bank transfer that way. It, it will help me to become some things I desire to be 
which we literally we call will change our life, which is not really changing our life. It's just exposing what we have on the inside. Well, I don't want to go there because there's a whole lot of teaching around that. So, but at the same time, this thing has so much desire. It's not going to solve my problems. It is on first of all when I submit to God, I say, God, I'm here at your feet. I'm laying it down. Is when we're truly ready to give our hearts to God. Because trust me, even um, okay, let me put it this way. As I'm talking to you right now, I submit daily. <laughs> you don't submit once and you let go. You submit daily. Because our world right now is a fast-moving pace world, which means that it must be daily, min uh, minutes by minutes, second by seconds, hour by hour. Because our world is a fast-moving pace. You submit your heart to the doesn't mean by in the next two, three hours, you won't go and pick it back. Or you submit to God, now in the next three, four hours, you go and pick yourself back and say, no, I think I made a mistake. That is the world we live in. That's why you need to submit daily. That's why the Bible told us to carry our cross daily. You must be ready to submit. I don't care whatever it is that you have. When you call, when Elijah called, when Elijah called Elisha, he left everything and he submitted to Elijah. God is calling us into that level. Whatever it is that you're still holding on to, you need to submit it at the feet of the master. The second thing is surrender. The difference between submission and surrender, submission needs to do about you giving in. Surrender means to give up the things that is around you. Let me take that again. Submission is about you giving in into something, accepting in, in, into something. Why surrender is giving up of the things that is in your hands. So, Second Corinthians nine one nine. Uh, sorry, Job eleven thirteen. New Living Translation. If only you would prepare your heart and lift up your hands to Him in prayer. Prayer is the place of surrender. I understand that a lot of us going to the place of prayer, we try to pray all our prayers because we have a list of the things that is going on on the outside. But with all the sincerity, if you go into the prayer with submission, you are going to surrender. All my life that I've been spending time to pray and I'm not still the prayer group, of course, the best prayer group is the one that comes converse with God daily and every moment. It's just communication between God. Don't let us make a big deal out of it. You spend time with God and God will reveal himself to you. 
because you spend more time with him. That is it. You, you spend more time with your husband or your wife. You start saying the things you are not saying there before. They will begin to reveal themselves more and more to you. So that's what it means. So don't let us just give all your language. That's prayer. So you spend more time. It's going to surrender because in the place of prayer, the Holy Spirit will be asking you to drop things. You were being offended in the place of work and you are not the person at fault and you come into the place of prayer and you are ranting and God why would they do this to me and this cannot be happening to me what is the work is this and the Holy Spirit said I can see pride in you and they are like God did you just hear what I said that they are doing this to me I said yes I'm seeing pride in you boy and they were like oh. I said yes I'm seeing pride in you I'm seeing you just giving I'm seeing you just go there and apologize and say you're sorry. No, they offended me. I said, you apologize. So you're going to surrender in the place of prayer. So the third one, because of our time, like I promise you, is going to be only four parts. So the next one is solely. S-O-L-E-L-Y. Solely. Second Corinthians 1, 9, in voice translation. We thought we would have served out our death sentence right then and then as a result realize that we could no longer rely on ourselves that we must trust solely in god who possesses the power to raise the dead solely the god we serve is a jealous god he was or he is always a jealous god so I, you need him so let me even tell you why he's a jealous god I know the people that are planning to marry that their body are itching would not like to hear what I'm about to say. But I will say it is the truth. Do you know the Bible made us understand that it is better for us to stay single than when we marry our desires is going to be separated. So God even in the place of marriage that we held so dear, He prefers us to be solely to Him. Jesus had to die solely. God turned his back against him solely. See, whatever it is that you're doing, you should be solely entirely to God first. You see, I, I, not just first, solely. So let him now lead you to the other things that you need to do. I know you have a wife, I know you have a spouse, I know you have a husband. Yes, but you're solely responsible to God. And when God now lead you to say, okay, go ahead and do this and do this. Then you follow. Your husband, your love, your wife, your love. But you're solely responsible to God. Because when you get to heaven, did you hear what Jesus said? He said, there's no husband, there's no wife. I'm not separating any people, but I'm being real here. It's the matter of the heart. There's no husband, there's no wife. You will be the one solely representing yourself to God. So why not make him solely right now here on earth? And the last one, the, the fourth thing, is sincerity. Matthew 5 here, KJV. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's sincerity. You want to submit, you want to give your heart to God. Be sincere. You come into the place of prayer and say, Holy thou God. 
the most blessed one that you see in the eye. Oh, Father, only you in the place of prayer with God. Can you say, God, and my body was itching me today to go and commit fornication and adultery. Oh, God, I don't know how to do it. I need your help. He's there. He sees it. He knows it. Oh, God, I feel the morning they kept with me and I know I should be a good steward and accountant but I feel like still in one millionaire in there and the Holy Spirit will speak you need to be what to be very very sincere and our time is up our time is up in the area of sincerity I want to actually speak to someone that want to be sincere to God today and you are saying you've been talking about Jesus and of course I don't really know this Jesus and I want to be sincere with that and also I want to be sincere by giving my life to him so that he can have my heart and that's the first place God is going to have your heart so I would like you to say this simple prayer with me it's very simple but you have to believe in your heart and trust God come into your life. So you say this prayer for me. Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you are my Savior and King. Come into my life today. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I pray over you that the hold of sin is broken. Every agenda of the enemy over your life is broken today in the mighty name of Jesus. They, should, they, they, they shall not rise anymore. Labrad will shout and pray for someone that is crying. When will I have my own child? You shall never be barren. The last time you know barrenness is the last time you hear my word. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus name so for you that just prayed a simple prayer with me so congratulations and a welcome to the family of Jesus I would like you to click on the link on the podcast It's gonna take you to our Facebook page where we're gonna be sharing the materials with you that will help you to faith and your journey in Christ and as you do so the Lord will bless you so thank you for actually listening to me I pray the Lord bless you the Lord keep you and the Lord cause his face to shine upon you in Jesus mighty name Amen.